You're tuning in to Podmas on Vlogboss Radio, episode 123. What's up, socials? Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Vlogboss Radio. It is Saturday, December 2nd, 2017, and it is day two of Podmas my 25-day series of YouTube vlogging tips. Yes, it's crazy, but I'm trying my hardest to leave 2017 as fabulously as I started it, and that is with 25 podcasts this month, as well as 25 videos on the YouTube channel. Ah, Podmas and Vlogmas. What else do you need in your life, okay? And what's really fun over on Vlogmas, which is at youtube.com slash SavvySexySocial, if you can't remember that, just type amy.video in your browser to go check out the YouTube channel. I'm doing a vlog every day, and there is a giveaway in each of those videos. If you are subscribed, turn notifications on, and you are one of the first to comment and like on the video, the first hour of that video, and you live in the U.S. or Canada, you are eligible for a $25 gift card to Amazon, which I know will come in useful this time of year. I'm in a giving mood. You have done so much to lift me up, and so that is why I'm going bonkers for December this year. Thank you so much for what you're doing to support me, and I hope that this is a little bit of a help to you. Hey, how is your holiday season kicking off? I have to tell you, I had made these plans for Podmas and Vlogmas, and it was really exciting. I was coming home from my last speaking engagement of the year, which was in Raleigh, just a couple of days after my second to last engagement, which was in London. Uh, So it was quite quite an October, November time frame. I think I spoke a total of like five times in those two months. And uh, it was great. Awesome way to end the year, just continuing to preach the vlog like a boss mentality across the world. And I was coming home and I was like, here we go. Time to retreat back to the office, but not slow down. Get this content out there. And sure enough, when you get off that many planes, your body's like, yeah, can you like, chill out for a hot minute and when you don't listen (laughs) your body tells you in the harshest of ways and so as soon as I was planning to have a working Thanksgiving week it was not so I got through all of my calls on uh, Tuesday of Thanksgiving week and I was losing my voice losing my voice I'd already had a sore throat got through that last call. My last call was with Vlogboss University group coaching on uh, Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Got done. And the next day, it was just over. Like my body was like, we're not giving you your voice back today. If you were thinking about working, if you were thinking about recording some podcasts for your Podmas, you're not going to get to do that because we're shutting you down. Okay. We're shutting you down for the holiday. So it it was a little bit of a rough week for me. And uh, that's okay because I wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything huge. It was a sore throat and you can't talk that much. Sit down, have some tea and relax. Um, And I did. And I think that's something that we should probably not wait for sickness to tell us is when you're going a little bit too hard and you're not giving yourself a break. And I think it's so important to work as hard as you can and use the energy that you do have, but if you literally do nothing to rehabilitate it, to retreat, 
especially an introvert like myself, I just need to like go into my hole for a little bit and relax. If you don't get that time in, your body will let you know. (laughs) And so my body let me know. And that's just how it worked. So that's how my holiday season kicked off. But what I'm happy about is I'm like, I feel like that's the only thing that's going to happen. I'm good. I've got a little bit of a weird sort of sounding voice right now, but I'm coming out of it. It's fine. And I'm going to be able to continue to rock out December. So I had my rest time universe and I'm ready to go at it again. So I hope that you've allowed yourself a little bit of family time, a little bit of relaxing. Definitely got to check in with the fam on Thanksgiving, which was really nice. And um, so, yeah, that's that's what this is really all about. That's what this is all about. We've got to come together and we just have to allow ourselves a little extra time to chill And I definitely, definitely have been able to make that happen. So super grateful and um, even, I'm obviously not happy about being sick, but I'm grateful for the signs that have come to me that I've said, hey girl, you know what you got to do, so now do it, okay? And I think you've seen some signs yourself and you should be listening to those as well. Uh, For this episode of Podmas, you guys know we're going to be doing our YouTube tip of the day. It's going to be all about YouTube monetization changes. What is the deal? What do they mean? You've probably heard people talking about them. What does it mean for you? Does it affect you at all? I want to talk about that with you today. So we'll get into that in just a few minutes. But first, as you know, for every episode of Podmas, we'll be doing our Vlog Boss gift guide. So let's get into that. Today, I am making a recommendation for the Vlog Boss gift guide. For the Vlog Boss in your life, whether it's you or somebody close to you, I want to make that gift recommendation for you. And this is going to be a little bit of a curveball today. It's not a gear item, but a very, very lovely literal piece of literature. And so that is what we're going to do today. I am recommending to you the brand new book from Tim Ferriss, Tribe of mentors. I'm obviously a a pretty big fan of Tim Ferriss. It's really hard not to be because he's made such an incredible mark on this world, the internet marketing world, the online marketing world. And um, his first book was probably the first real business self-development book I ever read. Just completely by mistake, wandering through Target, I picked up the four-hour work week. The four-hour work week turned 10 years old this year, and that's super exciting. And now we have this new book from Tim called Tribe of Mentors. To entice you to think about picking up this, I have to say, enormous book. I mean, we know Tim Ferriss likes to go above and beyond with his books, but just a heads up. When you get this thing in the mail, if you're One of those people like me who likes to actually hold the book in their hand, we're talking about almost 600 pages. However, to wet the palate a little bit and incentivize you to think, should I read this or get this for someone? I wanted to just read some of the introduction because I think it's worth reading. Even somebody like Tim Ferriss, who's big bestseller that's 10 years old now, The 4-Hour Work Week, obviously set him up for quite a few successes in the book world. But It might seem like he's got it easy, and I think the introduction gives a really nice insight as to the fact that we're all starting somewhere, and that 
there's always something difficult that we have to overcome no matter where we are or how much experience we have or how many people are tweeting about us. It always seems like the grass is greener for some people. And I think that this introduction is a really nice glimpse into the fact that not only is this book worth picking up, but it's nice to remember that we're all kind of in this together. So let me get started here on the introduction of Tribe of Mentors. To explain why I wrote this book, I really need to start with when. 2017 was an unusual year for me. The first six months were a slow simmer, and then, within a matter of weeks, I turned 40. My first book, The 4-Hour Workweek, had its 10th anniversary, several people in my circle of friends died, and I stepped on stage to explain how I narrowly avoided committing suicide in college. Truth be told, I never thought I'd make it to 40. My first book was rejected 27 times by publishers. The things that worked out weren't supposed to work, so I realized on my birthday I had no plan for after 40. As often happens at Forks in the Path, college graduation, quarter-life crisis, midlife crisis, kids leaving home, retirement, questions started to bubble to the surface. Were my goals my own or simply what I thought I should want? How much of my life had I missed from underplanning or overplanning? How could I be kinder to myself? How could I better say no to the noise to better say yes to the adventures I craved? How could I best reassess my life, my priorities, my view of the world, my place in the world, and my trajectory through the world? So many things, all the things. One morning I wrote down the questions as they came, hoping for a glimmer of clarity. Instead, I felt a wave of anxiety. The list was overwhelming. Noticing that I was holding my breath, I paused and took my eyes off the paper. Then I did what I often do, whether considering a business decision, personal relationship, or otherwise. I asked myself the one question that helps answer many others. What would this look like if it were easy? This could be anything. That morning, it was answering a laundry list of big questions. What would this look like if it were easy? Is such a lovely and deceptively leveraging question is such a lovely and deceptively leveraged question. It's easy to convince yourself that things need to be hard, that if you're not redlining, you're not trying hard enough. This leads us to look for paths of most resistance, often creating unnecessary hardship in the process. But what happens if we frame things in terms of elegance instead of strain? Sometimes we find incredible results with ease instead of stress. Sometimes we solve the problem by completely reframing it. And that morning, my journaling on this question, what would this look like if it were easy, in longhand, an idea presented itself. 99% of the page was useless, but there was one seed of possibility. What if I assembled a tribe of mentors to help me? More specifically, what if I asked 100 plus brilliant people the very questions I want to answer for myself? or somehow got them to guide me in the right direction. Would it work? I had no idea, but I did know one thing. If the easy approach failed, the unending labor in the salt mines approach was always waiting in the wings. Pain is never out of season if you go shopping for it. So why not spend a week test driving the path of least resistance? And so it began. First, I scribbled down a list of dream interviewees, which started as one page and quickly became 10. It had to be a list with no limitations, no one too big, too out of reach, or too hard to find. Could I get the Dalai Lama? 
the incredible Temple Grandin, my personal white whale author Neil Gaiman, or Ian Hersey Ali. I wrote out the most ambitious, eclectic, unusual list possible. Next, I needed to create an incentive to encourage people to respond, so I worked on a book deal. Be in my book might work. From the outset, I told the publisher that it also might not work, and that I'd return the advance if so. Then, I started pitching my little heart out. I sent my identical set of 11 questions to some of the most successful, wildly varied, and well-known people on the planet with, answer your favorite five questions or more, if the spirit moves you. I sent my identical set of 11 questions to some of the most successful, wildly varied, and well-known people on the planet with, answer your favorite three to five questions or more if the spirit moves you. After hitting send dozens of times, I clasped my hands to my excited writer's chest with bated breath to which the universe replied with silence, crickets. For 12 to 24 hours, nothing. Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. And then there was a faint trickle through the ether, a whisper of curiosity and a handful of clarifying questions. Some polite declines followed, and then came the torrent. Nearly all the people I reached out to are busy beyond belief, and I expected I would get short, rushed responses from a few of them at best. What I got back instead were some of the most thoughtful answers I'd ever received, whether on paper, in person, or otherwise. In the end, there were more than a hundred respondents. Granted, the easy path took thousands of back and forth emails and Twitter direct messages, hundreds of phone calls, many marathons at a treadmill desk, and more than a few bottles of wine during late night drinking sessions, but it worked. Did it always work? No, I didn't get the Dalai Lama this time. And at least half of the people on my list didn't respond or declined the invitation. But it worked enough to matter. And that's what matters. My friend Tribe of Mentors, Short Life Advice from the Best in the World by Timothy Ferris, number one New York Times bestselling author of the four-hour work week, as well as Tools of Titans. I highly recommend this for the vlog boss in your life. We all need to surround ourselves with the people who can lift us up, even if they don't know who we are. It is so, so major for your future. So really great way to start. And I have to say, whoever gets this wrapped for their, their holiday joy is going to think it is quite a doozy of a gift because it's a little hefty. <laughs> 600 pages. Don't mess around, Tim. All right. It's time to get into your YouTube tip of the day. And this is more of just sort of a dive into what in the world is going on with YouTube monetization. If you're not familiar, here's the here's sort of like the very basics from as long as we have known YouTube to be around, they have been big supporters of their creators. They knew this very early on. They had the backing of Google, so that meant they had funding to continue to escalate this. And the more that creators could do, the more time people spent on YouTube. So back in the day, back in 2006, I believe, very soon after Google acquired YouTube came the YouTube Partner Program, which used to be extremely exclusive to just a few elite creators. And for a period of time, you just needed to apply to be a part of the program. By the time I applied to be a part of the program, and you have to have a certain 
a certain circumstance of things happening on the channel for them to find that you are a worthy applicant of the partner program. Um, it was probably 2011, 2012. And, th- and by that point, it was being rolled out to the entire world. It was no longer this exclusive group to be a part of. Anybody could make money by uploading video to YouTube. So this is very exciting. And they did, in fact, roll it out to everyone. I think the the biggest hard part at this point in time for the partner program was simply making sure that you verified your website. This is also a time when Google Plus was being pushed onto YouTube and they were being brought together. This took a number of of years um, to sort of all come together. But they basically were saying, you need to verify your website and you need to say that you're a legit you know, uh, person somehow in order for us to cut you a check. You also needed to start an an AdSense account, a Google AdSense account, and you were able to make money with YouTube. So the long and short of it is everybody could do it. You just had to switch a couple switches in the back end, activate a couple things with HTML code, and it was pretty simple. Now, in the last year, this has changed dramatically because Uh, I think YouTube saw that they wanted that incentive to be there for serious creators, but not to be there for just anybody. So they restricted the partner program to channels, channels, not videos. A channel is eligible for the partner program. So therefore, the channel had to have a minimum of 10,000 views as a whole. So this kind of threw a curveball in for a few people who are in the scenario of not having 10,000 views total on their channel yet. Why? Because there are certain features, and we talked about this, uh, these interactive calls to action last episode in the first Podmas um, as to why you might use YouTube. And some of those calls to action buttons, those interactive buttons, those, those features were the opportunity to link to your website. As I said before, if you linked your website and proved uh, who you were, verified some things, then you could be a part of the partner program. Well, those links to the website are very useful because you can go and direct somebody in a video on YouTube where they're already hanging out. We're going to go to the party that is YouTube and try to get people to come to our party on our home website. And those interactive buttons linking back to the website was extremely useful for calls to action of getting people to sign up for emails or just getting people to come read other content on the site that might drive business. Well, for the people who were signed up for the partner program and had added annotations or interactive buttons to their website, but did not have 10,000 views on their channel, had this feature taken away with the changes to the partner program. So, you know, this is funny because it's, it's, a very interesting subset of people, mostly businesses who understand why YouTube matters from a search perspective, maybe aren't driving a ton of attention to the channel, but the videos are sort of a nice complement to their website and things like that. They may not get a lot of traction with views, but they certainly are good quality of views. And therefore, those links back to the website were extremely useful within the actual video. Now, keep in mind, you can always link to anything you want in the description of a video, but it is not an interactive piece of content that's actually going to show up on top of the video. And that's what we're talking about here. So those people that didn't have 10,000 views, that feature was taken away. Fortunately, the existing 
links back to the site were not taken away. Those are still there. They're just not editable and you cannot do anything. You can't add any and you can't really change them, obviously. So it's kind of a pain for those people who were signed up and now are no longer eligible until they hit the 10,000 view mark. And uh, I can no longer have this lovely feature. So that is a big effect that's been happening in the YouTube space. But it really does cause us to have to be a little bit creative here um, because we cannot link to these, these sites necessarily, but it's only for a period of time. Remember, every single video that you upload to YouTube has an incredible lifetime that it can affect people. Somebody may not see it the day it's uploaded, but they may see it a year from now. I have quite a few pieces of content that did just okay in the first few days, in the first few months, and then took off after years, just depending on the chemistry of things that's happening in recommended or search content. So just because you can't add an annotation or an interactive button that goes back to your website to your video now, doesn't mean you can't do it later. And once you do hit that 10,000 mark and you sign up for AdSense and you get into the partner program and you're good to go, you can go back and do this as much as you like, as much or as little as you like. And so that's why I know that this is a weird situation I think some people are in. And even if you were never even thinking about this and you haven't hit 10,000 views and you're not eligible for the partner program yet, you should still be thinking about this because once you do hit that point, you may want to go back to your videos and install those possible links to getting people back to your site. So any videos that are getting some traction will now have an extra step that people can take that will enhance the experience for them. You should always, always, always call the action aloud in the video, audibly. The person on video must say it if you want it to be effective. So you're in this weird chicken and egg situation because you can call action to something, but if you can't actually install the action, what are you going to do? Well, you may be in this weird situation, but the nice thing is that you do have other areas supporting you. You can always say, check out the link to XYZ thing because it will help you with that next step if you've liked what you just heard from me so far. Great way to end your video. That link will be in the description. Most people understand when they watch a YouTube video, if they don't see the thing that you're talking about, they can find it in the description. It's just very frequent practice for that to be the case. Lots of times people just go looking in the description for things they haven't even heard yet because they're so interested in the content and how it's going. YouTube culture has gotten people to do that. The fortunate thing about that is if you plan for it, if you say we don't have those features now, but we will have them at some point because we are going to focus our efforts on YouTube, we will hit 10,000 views if it kills us across all of our videos and we will be able to have that feature. Make sure you are factoring in the ask for the call to action, no matter where the link will exist, whether it's in a YouTube card, in interactive call to action, or in the description, which is a very basic way to add a link to anything. No matter what, when you call it out, you will be doing yourself a solid because if you go back to that content later and you add a, a you, let's say YouTube card that links back to your website for that thing you shouted out in the video, it's going to be even more effective because you baked it into the content 
than if you didn't at all. If you try to ignore the fact that this feature doesn't exist and you are mortified by it or you're like, oh, I just don't want to talk about it. Let's just put it in the description. No one's going to do it. Who are you doing yourself a favor for? Because just plan for the future. Just tell yourself, we're going to hit it. No big deal. Plan for it. Bake it into the content. When you get the feature, use it. I know this is an inconvenience for now, but the other really interesting thing is that they added the ability to edit other interactive buttons that were not editable before. So to give you an example, when you used a YouTube card to pop out during the video, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch my video on YouTube cards. I'll link it in the show notes. It would always have predetermined text. It was just suggested and the title of the video. That was all you got. You can edit that now. So even if you kind of want to do something funky and say, I really want a YouTube card here. I don't think this is doing it any justice. Then use the YouTube card for something else and rename the card teaser so that the text says the link is in the description or something like that. You can even bake that into the content. It just depends on how you feel about it. There are so many ways to do this. Don't make the excuse that YouTube took away your shiny thing to not do a good job of linking to something. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's just not a good excuse. YouTube doesn't do things for no reason. They're always trying to make the platform better. Are they trying to make advertisers happier? Yes. So they're making some changes to their partner program. But they're also trying to make the creator more set up for success. They're not giving you fluffy views. They're not giving you things that don't actually matter. They're giving you things that do matter. And if they taketh away, they have the authority to do that. Because guess what? It's not your baby. It's Google's. Google can do what they want with their baby and you can do what you want with yours but if you want to use theirs if you want to go to the YouTube party just get used to it this things these things happen these things happen how do you think it felt for the people that were working and working and working on YouTube and could not become a part of the partner program to save their lives they were left to their own devices to find any other way to monetize because they were not allowed to be in the partner program. Well, now everyone is allowed to. Okay. Well, not everybody. Now everybody with 10,000 views is allowed to. I'm sorry, but to me, 10,000 views is a lot. It is a lot. It is a lot to achieve when you're uploading every day and you can't get more than 10 views and you just don't understand how people do it. But what 10,000 views indicates to YouTube is how powerful you are to bring attention to their platform. And they're now saying, we invest in our creators that show us what they're willing to do to collaborate with us. And once they do, that's when they get paid. I personally think that that is a completely justifiable reasoning. The tough thing is not having a feature because of that rule, but we can work with it. We have so many options at our disposal in 2017 and 2018 and beyond, we are not going to freak out about this one thing that you are able to achieve. It isn't even something where it's like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get it. You know you will. As long as you haven't done anything wrong to Google AdSense, you'll get it. You'll get approved. It'll be fine. I know there's some issues with Google AdSense sometimes, but for the most part, it's fairly simple. If you are not hustling to get to 10,000 views on YouTube because you think that that's an unnecessary obstacle, then you're really just doing yourself a disservice because why would you not just be hustling for the 10,000 views for yourself in the first place? 
you got to do the work. That's what it comes down to. This has been Podmas on Vlogboss Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it as always. Remember to tune into today's episode of Vlogmas, which is on the YouTube channel. If you're listening to this podcast when it goes out, fairly soon after it goes out, you might still be in time for the daily giveaway, which is the first hour of that video when it goes live today. So make sure you're subscribed. Type in amy.video in your browser and it will take you right there. I will be doing an Amazon giveaway for those of you in the US and Canada in that first hour of the video in the comments section. If you want to discover your excellence in vlogging and building a personal brand, pick up a copy of my book, Vlog Like a Boss, found on Amazon or your favorite online store. You can also find out more details on where to find it and how to get your bonus at vloglikeaboss.com. Subscribe for good vibes and remember to go after the life you want. Cheers. Cheers.